Mic check. Check, 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 guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to another epic episode of the Chris Coca podcast. If this is your first time here, you are welcome. If you always listen, please keep listening. As you know, we are here to demystify the era of the three C's, accelerator change, overwhelming complexity, and tremendous competition. Like I said, we're in the month of March and my gift, so my special gift to everybody's building successful careers. And so far, so good. We have had Shamima in the previous week talk about if you don't do it while your hair is white, you definitely, if you don't do it while your hair is black, you definitely do it while your hair is white. There, You have to do the hard things now. And I mean, I have another amazing guest on the podcast and i mean this month we are celebrating international women's day or month i want to say a very big shout out to all the women doing great things and i have an amazing young woman doing amazing things and for me it's interesting to bring her on board because of her career path uh, how she has grown she's in the Ghanaian system she has been in the system she has left the system and she know how it what it takes to actually like rise and all the things that comes with it and i'm talking too much let me just go straight to the point so i have with me an amazing guest lily edinam butway and i'm happy she's here she she does so many things i don't even know her career title i don't know whether she's a software engineer she's a community engaged she's a co-founder please lily hi Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where in the world they're listening. And a special thank you to Chris for this invitation. I don't take it lightly at all. I'm excited to be here. So I just try to um, make you make you not stress yourself so much about the title. Uh, I'm the <laughs> on on my day to for my day to day job. I am a graduate student, and then I research at the intersection of technology and humans. And I'm also an executive director at the Hakla Foundation. I love to volunteer just like many of you love to do because we get an opportunity to learn. So I coordinate the Ghana Youth Internet Governance Forum and seven other um, committees for issues around the internet and essentially making the internet a natural extension of our offline world. Thank you for the invitation and thank you for the best wishes to on behalf of all the women who have been on your podcast and those who listen to it. Thank you for thanking us. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So um, Lily, like I said, we are doing building successful careers and I want this series to be for, I mean, everyone trying to figure it out in their career. Um, either you're starting wherever you are. I mean, you should be able to pick up um, things from the episode or from the whole series where you can say, okay, I needed this, this, and this to be able to kickstart my career. Now, um, I've known you, Lily. I've worked with you. I mean, I'm, I'm so humbled, I'm so privileged to have worked with you before. <laughs> we didn't work directly, but we worked mm. indirectly. So I, I want us to, I mean, talk about what it takes to like build a successful career in in our system right i see you doing the little things i see you doing the things that matter and i want you to share your journey to people so that people can learn okay if i'm in school this is what i should start doing if i'm out this is what you also start doing i mean the previous episode sorry shamima spoke about how like leaving ghana and going to canada helped her brought opportunities but you have been in ghana you schooled in ghana tertiary complete you did your national service in Ghana. 
you started working in Ghana, you have seen the system. And for me, you breaking through, I'm proud of you. I mean, you are not where you want to be, but I mean, you have still made some progress. And I believe it's time to share, to also like um, give someone the, the direction. So I don't know where we want to start from. Maybe we can start from, uh, right. mm-hmm. we can start from Lily in senior high school or university. What do you want to be? Right. So just like everybody, um, when we were growing up, I was also part of the doctor squad. Um, so the many of us <laughs> wanted to be doctors. It means you were a shark. Exactly. You were a shark. That's why you wanted to Bad be a doctor. doctor. Well, you can say that. So my dad had ascertained that I loved integrated science and I, I excelled at it. And my twin sister loved mathematics and also excelled at it. So he called me doctor and he called the accountant. Because if you match them, I mean, if you loved science, probably you just end up becoming a doctor. If you also loved uh, mathematics and, and love studying the numbers and everything, maybe the path for you would be accountancy, right? So um, my dad called us those. And then I thought that growing up, I will probably go to school, make the grades and enter medical school. But the worst happened. Maybe not the worst, but I not only did I medical school, but I also missed entering my second choice school. Uh, sorry, my second um, choice program, which is pharmacy. And then I was given the third choice, which is computer science to study. I'm going to bring you on the journey from how come I landed into the science class and everything. So I was accepted into Notre Dame High School. And and there's a seminary for boys that people usually confuse with the girls' school, but that's not the one. The <laughs> girls' school is in Sunyani, yeah. And so I, I went there and then I was placed in an art class. So for the first semester, sorry, but the first term, that's what we call in high school. That's what we call the terms in high school. For the first term in high school, I was in an art class. Then while in the art class, I I, I still I still aced all the things. Economics in government and elective math. Those were my electives in the arts class. But I knew that I, I loved science and I wanted to do that. So while in the uh, high um, in my arts class, I used to borrow books from my uh, my science colleagues um, to because I was telling my sister that I was going to science too. And I asked you to call it like uh, two science, like the year two in a science class. And then. I told my senior house mistress at the time, I mean, rest her soul, she passed. So I told her that um, I wanted to move to the science class and then she can put me on a trial sort of, if I don't do all the first semester, um, she can bring me back to the arts class. I went to the science class and never returned. It meant that I made a grade, right? So um, there I, I put in the efforts and I told people that high school is a part of my life. I don't want to repeat because it was so competitive for me having more from a class and still trying to maintain being part of the top the top students always there with books and everything and then it was quite cumbersome and hard to navigate but i'm excited i was able to go through those so then moving from high school to the um, university most of us buy forms and trying of deck so my sister and i tried of deck in second year it was awesome um we knew we, we we had we had some good grades. We knew those that we had the C's and the, the C's in, and we thought that we could better them. So we were preparing to write them well in our in our final exams. And then we had to buy forms for school, but because we were in Kumase, we couldn't get that time to really talk to them to be able to 
uh, make some ideas or choices about the programs that we wanted to learn in school. So just where we're going to buy our forms, the boy will say, hey, also senior maths. This is for people who, um, who speak to you. Also senior elective maths. That is, did you say you learn elective maths? Or also senior general science. Did you say learn elective um, general science? Then choose this, to choose that, choose that. So somebody by the roadside is the one speaking into your, 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 your long-term career choices to a large extent. Probably he's not going to score himself because he's the one selling the point. The, he's he's probably the one. Um, that's the only option he got afterward. That's an assumption. But as such, was like one that we should have thought over before doing. That we allowed somebody who we met outside selling cards for us to buy application from the school to speak into our, our education and we didn't ask so many questions so for for a start how we position our courses were some somewhat of a problem and that is the first lesson i'll leave for everyone you want to make sure they are getting the right mentorship think of it as setting yourself up for success you want to be able to put your passions your interests your likes do more like analysis of who you are to be able to make decisions that would better your life and your future in general. So don't take tough decisions in a rush. Take your time, talk to people that you think can give you advice on. In my school, there were periodic career sessions, but not as many. And I cut you short. Absolutely, you can do that. So when you didn't get computer science, when you didn't get your first choice program, medicine, your second choice pharmacy, how did that feel like? Were you like, but you down that I didn't get what I wanted to do. I didn't even get the second yeah. I wanted to do. I got my third. How was the mental process like to finally accept that? Well, this is what I've been given. Let me do it. Mm-hmm. It was it was a hard one. I mean, I I, I know I for for like a week I made everybody in my house so quiet and sad because um, my parents are people that are, are very helpless when it comes to issues of crying. If people are crying, they don't know what to do. Like, how do we help a crying person? Somebody is willing. Do we you were crying that you didn't get medicine or pharmacy. Yeah, I mean, I wept for days. I wept for days. You know, Why, you really wanted like to do the medicine and pharmacy. At first, I, I mean, I, I wanted to, um, and I had, this was something. Remember. I was, I was already being called doctor and I thought this was a time to fulfill all righteousness <laughs> and get the rightful title, you know, and, and, and my sister started as a top one. I mean, she also didn't get her first choice program and even her, the, her, her first choice school, like the school she wanted to go to, but she was taking it easy. She was, she, she, from time to time, she just asked me, why are you crying? And it just shows how competitive people could be and how people process, um, acceptance and rejection, you know, so do you so, have regrets? I know, not at Looking all. Back. And I'll tell you why. No. Why? And I'll tell you exactly. So I, I learned something in, in that case. So I, I got into computer science to learn and I didn't settle into the program till after my first semester. Okay. In the first semester was a struggle because I mean I was wondering what exactly we're doing with all the zeros and ones. Why do we have so many zeros and ones flying all around? Why are we writing to the course in C plus plus and for what reason exactly? So I thought I'll just transfer my course to something that's more reading, maybe biological sciences or biochemistry because I had I had already at the time had a necessary dictionary that I thought I thought was everything to me, right? And so I thought I would just move to that class and it it, it become exciting. Annoying to me, uh, people also had different challenges they were facing even in those classes. So I went to speak to my HOD to make the move. And he said, I'm a, a very vocal person in class and I asked a question. So I didn't look like I was suffering. So, 
so he, he he would advise me not to move and he was giving me examples of his friends who were making the switch to technology even though they were doctors in the uk and everything and i'm like okay that sounds interesting but i'm not convinced i didn't tell him that though but i walked out of his office and my dad called me and said that he had just heard about a lady a computer science graduate who was teaching girls in Islam areas in Ghana how to code and she was just she was just finishing one of such sessions sessions in Nima and I thought it was exciting so I looked it up and I found that I was Regina Honu of Shrimkwa Academy I reached out to her and I asked her if I could put her on a WhatsApp group so she mentors me and the other girls in my class and she agreed so Regina will share uh, will share our story today we'll ask her questions and she'll answer and some of her 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 experiences are some of the things that shaped my own journey right so I was, at the point I was able to see how somebody had gone through the journey um lent uh, more like she had a hand last two weeks I was on a, TED, a TEDx stage and these were some of the stories I shared and so when, when we talk about silhouettes think of it as like a plain outline that has been given to you if you are modeling after somebody or you are learning from a mentor the person is giving you their life journey or their blueprint to you for you to follow it's like you have a blueprint and how you feel it is dependent on your interests your persona and who you are I took your life experiences and I looked at how it fit it, it was essentially fitting into my whole plan also and how I could also create my authentic journey based on the things I was feeling and because she was giving me direction. So, so I got inspiration from there and I was excited about the work she used to do. And my dad was very supportive. So look at the mentoring and the angles that are coming from. I'm getting mentorship from somebody that I met online. I'm getting mentoring from my father because he pointed me to her. And my dad paid for me to come for sessions she was organizing in Accra. So sometimes I've been in school in the weekend, I'm not around. I'm not around because I'm volunteering in Accra or I'm coming to meet Regina. Yeah, wow. you know, so I was able to settle in after the first semester and it was getting interesting. It was getting interesting because I was also exposed to the other possibilities that existed in the field of IT and computer science. So in my department, there was an internet society, KNUST Cocos. And then we had people from Accra come to learn the cocos, and it was a big one. It was a very big celebration, and people were talking about cybersecurity. At the time, it was very, it was very new. Um, they were talking about other emerging technologies. And then I sat in that meeting, and I'm like, oh, wow. So not everybody in the field has to code, right? <laughs> and not everybody has to and not everybody has to do networking so i'm yeah. thinking okay maybe this is my place because i love to also um break things apart and then assess what can be and what ought to be and so maybe i can do the policy part of technology right at that time i didn't run away from the the, the coding yeah, part yeah. I, I wanted to i mean you know how the thing scares me so why am i still in there why am i stressing <laughs> you know okay all right so uh maybe um let's let's fast track to um like in in school right what key things did you say would you say computer science prepared you for the job market right so i'll say one to ten did your degree prepare you for the job market computer science at tech let me be very specific Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, i'll say five i'll say five percent and five, i'll tell you why five over so, ten. sorry five, five over, over ten over ten yes not why five, five, over, five over ten away from there right right mm-hmm. good so five because um i mean i it, it got me the degree that i'm able to now i mean some of the things i'm doing now is because i have the degree and people think okay you have the foundation maybe it's a good place to build upon right and and i'll talk about building in, in one in one moment 
so in the beginning I, I said something about setting yourself up for success right, right. and I also explain what I mean by building so I say five over ten because um, in computer science I mean I learned some things and I also what I learned were not things that I mean I'll not say 100% I learned things that were, were able to shape my journey but I learned some of the things that also can't shape my journey and this is why I knew that doing only the course models who want to land me where I wanted to be to the other fields in my in my in the courses I had enrolled in I found them nice but I didn't find it so fascinating to like enter the community and in the community exposed me to the other fields that existed and then I knew about hacking and I knew about um, other things that you, you could possibly do in the field and then Foster and I young people who are excited about doing stuff together with Daniel began the Hack Lab Foundation in KNUST because we were also noticing some gaps and trying to fill in the gaps right and all this began in university as an undergrad so I was in class and learning the courses because I knew that one of the things my parents can give me with is education and formal education. Not to say that people who are not doing formal education or uh, or are in apprenticeship aren't doing like the, the good thing. That is why we have like different forms of education. People can even learn by just observation and all that. It's all good. But what do you have in your hand? What skills do you have in your hand that can make you be valuable on any team that you serve on? So think about the Zaka Becks and all those two left school. Everybody engaged with and had a vision. They had things that they could work with. So for me, KNUST was a place that gave me those skills to be able to get my first foot into the door. And that was my degree, my undergraduate degree. Now, the other skills that sharpened me and made me vulnerable in the team so that I am indispensable is the communities and the mentoring that I got. I seen side by side my undergraduate certificate and what I learned, though not 100% what I wanted. It's getting me in the doors, but how did I sharpen that skills to make me indispensable? Because I was in communities, I was volunteering, I was learning in, 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 in societies, right? And, and sharpening those skills. So that is why I ascertain or give that five out of 10. That graduate, that undergraduate certificate is what I even put in also for my graduate studies. And so it's, it's, it's not wasteful. It is also wasted. It is something that can get me to move around the things I want to do, but I'm able to do better because of the others that came with it. You understand? So that is um, why I give that um, that that five over ten. All right. So um, Lily, I know. Okay, now I'm glad you've been able to say you give a five over ten because even in the previous episode, Shamima shared the fact that as a student, it's the time to like um, your degree. Like it's very important. People think school you just need it, but like for me, I go back and I'm like. You, the degree was worth it no matter what no matter what course you do your degree is still worth it and at the end of the day you still need to top up what was taught in school now let's fast track to um after school after university um i know we do national service for like a year and my lecturer used to tell me that one year that national service is like your make or break so mm-hmm. it's a time where you have to look at yourself and say okay is this what i really want um what can i do within this year to prepare me for the job market would you say your national service was worth it in preparing Uh you for like job after 
um, of the national service or mm-hmm. would you say what were some of the things that you did during national service that even prepared you more for the um, industry? The job market. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I usually tell people that when I did my national service, it's like a blessing to me. And then when I'm counting those my blessings, I count that twice, right? Because of what it did for me. So now I'm going to explain what I meant by building that I mentioned in the past. So when you talk about building, especially building a career, it takes time, it takes efforts, it takes patience. And you might, you have to be willing to sacrifice some, 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 some of your free time. You have to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. You have to be thirsty to succeed. You have to know that it is hard, honestly very very hard so just like everybody after school you're excited about getting into the job market and i was one of the people who, who were excited then i was placed in in gcnet i always wanted to come to gcnet so i had to make make the point to get into gcnet so and and my sister helped to make that happen so i got my young people waiting to get onto their career and who knows onto the next big thing I got there and many of us were sent home with rejection letters. And as part of the people who got the rejection letter, they told us they had filled the open roles and so we should go back for um, replacement. Uh, well, that's what they call them, right? Go for uh, another placement, you know? Yeah. So exactly. I, I remembered that, I mean, I couldn't, for some reason, I just couldn't go home and, and tell my mom that I'm coming back home. I mean, I didn't get it. I didn't get, I, I didn't get a role. And I, I knew how she was excited about it already. And I knew how we had prayed about it. And I, I just knew that, okay, maybe maybe I should give another thing a shot. So with a broken voice and with this rejection letter in my in my hand, I saw the company's CTO walk past. And then um, this was a CTO who had facilitated field trips for us. We did, we did field trips in KNUST and we came to our craft for the field trips. So we came to GCNet on one of our field trips and when I entered the space, I loved it. I mean, I mean, in my in my in a small voice I said to myself, you're coming back Lily. And that is why I wanted to come to GCNet at all costs. So when they gave me the, the the rejection letter, I'm like, no, this can't be happening. So when I saw the CTO um, and I reached I I saw him he just passed and entered uh, and then I, I reached out to the receptionist. I said can I please speak to this man? She asked me one very, very first question, very first question. She said, do you have um, do you have uh, an appointment with him? And I said, no, but if you can let me speak to him, I'll really appreciate it. And she she, place, she picks the call, her, her phone, she places a call. And the next thing I see is that she gives me a visitor staff to speak to him. So I go to speak to him and I present my case. I tell him how I learned under him and how he was inspirational the last time the last time we met in a meeting. And I, I I had only one request. I asked him that, can I be interviewed? You know what he told me? He said that I think we just had an interview because you're looking for people with network troubleshooting skills and remote support skills. And you've done some of that in your internship. So I think we can have you on. So he calls the HR to come and replace my letter and admitted me into his team of eight network officials, network officers, and I was joining as the only female. And that was a turning point in my life. I got into the network operation center in GCNet. I learned a lot of things. I I volunteered on others. I, I was just thirsty to learn, right? And, and then I got the opportunity to stay in GCNet for two more years. So that was three years and all, I stayed at GCNet. Now think about it. If I was not adding anything to the, th- the team, I probably wouldn't have stayed that long in the company. 
And that is why your technical skills matter. And that is why the skills you have built either in formal education or informal education or apprenticeship or on the investor of YouTube is important, right? So I got in that my undergraduate um, certificate with the skills I had, I said I, I had had, put me into the door and now it's time to prove my worth. I moved from the Network Operations Center to be part of system testers for, for e-health products. And, and that's how come I was in the company also working in different teams, you know? So that was that was how GCNet helped me. And GCNet gave me, I mean, when I had the opportunity to even travel for my fellowship with the Internet Society to France, GCNet, uh, my, my bosses were there to, to guide me on application processes. And they were, they were really supportive also with um, records of like payment and like, and, like, and like paying as well too. So I didn't even have to borrow anybody's pay slip to, to travel. I used my own pay slip and I was and I, I was able to travel, you know, and I'm like, this is so cool. And the company would from time to time, I mean, every month actually, the company also gave us a time and it gave us opportunities to also um, do what, what, like usually we had maybe friends come around to like, learn or use a space and that's 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 another community that i'm a part of but we got opportunity to use the internet services at work to get also airtime on our phones and that was helpful for young people setting setting off i think there really is some burden on us and looking back i'm really appreciative i love that they're able to set us up for the job market okay so um giving you this right so within that one year period okay did you feel like I want to be here a year after, or did you feel like I think there's more for me to achieve after this place? Right. So, um, I, I mean, from the treatment that I was getting, you'd already ascertained that I wanted to, to, to stay. I wanted to stay. Yeah, I wanted to stay. But um, let me just point this out. For people who are in places that they are not too excited about, and maybe the only thing you're doing is going to buy Wachi. This, let me tell you something that even though I was getting good treatment, I something that made me like excited. While I was there, I applied for fellowships. I was learning. I mean, I was looking at what else can be done. It's not like they were treating me bad. But I was just I just thought there's more, there's there, there's more that my talent could achieve, or there's more that I could achieve if I put my talent to work. So I was applying for that. So there's an opportunity to tell people to seize opportunities and to be very much intentional on what it is they want to create as part of their journey. Things that they want to build, um, skills that they want to they want to sharpen and 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 how they want to move themselves from one point to the other, especially progressing in their career. So I was there. Even though I was comfortable, maybe you aren't comfortable. And if you're not comfortable, that is one thing that would edge, edge you to, to yeah. put in the work right now. Yeah. So I was there and I was applying for all these fellowships. And um, let me even tell you that the fellowship that I got right, I, I, because now I am part of the people who select people for that fellowship, I know that one of the things that made me get into the fellowship was because I had early on learned about building community networks with a society that one was a part of. And so in my application, I said that I had done that training. So they know that I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking to learn some more. So they said, okay, maybe it should be a good um, addition to the fellowship. So I was in there and still learning. That is what is that is what growth looks like. Always evolving, always growing, always. Uh, so growth means always uh, like seeking to change and change in the right direction, direction change positively, change by feeling forward, change by taking the risks, change by exploring, change by networking or like having people put in word for you, you know. So that was why um, even at GCNet and, and, and me knowing that I was going to stay, 
I still was learning things that would still make me go because I knew that my goal, my goal at the time, I mean, my biggest, one of my big goals at that time was working with Google. I mean, it's still, hey, it's still right. a goal. It's yeah, it's still, still a goal. Is I a have. goal. You have to achieve it, girl. <laughs> yes, it's still, yeah, it's still a goal yeah. I have, and I look at Google's policy team every time, and I'm so excited about it um, because of what I'm doing at the intersection of technology and policy now. Yeah, I, I trust you be there. So, um, Lily, so right after national service this is where there is like a challenge assuming i finished national service perhaps i wasn't privileged like you to work at a great company like gcnet and i didn't learn anything but i think that is impossible because definitely you learn something <laughs> but let's assume the worst i didn't learn anything now yeah. i need to figure out my life post national service um where do you want me to start from like i am so black tabula rasa <laughs> right okay where do you want so yeah blank where do you want to start from so you want to start by knowing yourself. right you finished so who who is chris Koka or who is mr a who is miss, miss b who is you know so do you know yourself you want to be able to do a SWOT analysis of yourself SWOT as um, strength, weakness, opportunities, and strength, uh, sorry, and threats. So yeah. what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are opportunities for you? What are things that threaten even your growth, you know? So you want to be able to know and understand who you are, your persona, things that maybe stress you out. Like me, I already knew that I didn't want to be stressed out very early. So like, I, was finding, I was finding a way to, even though there, there are times that I get stressed. I, I know that it's, it's a phase and it to pass, right? So you want to know and understand who you are. Once you understand who you are, you want to go forward to create, a, to create goals and make them as attainable as possible. You know what we talked about when we say smart goals? You want to be specific. You want to be you want it to be measurable, attainable. You want it to be things that you can literally um, put some time to it, you know, and then you know that you can achieve them in a certain time frame. Then you know that you're moving forward. So... You, you understand yourself, number one. Number two, you set goals. Where do you want to start from? What do you want to do? Do you want to go back to school? Do you want to start an entrepreneurial venture? Do you want to marry? Do you want to, what, whatever you want to do, put it down, right? And if you, as, much as, as much as you can, put some timelines by it. I mean, that, that part of the life is so cumbersome because it's like a lot of things running to your head or rushing to your head. What do you have to do? What don't you have to do? And then that is where you need to fall on people who can support you either you're in a community or you have mentors or you have what you call a personal career board and these are people who are either your mentors your peers your sponsors or experts and then mentors are like senior people who can share their experiences with you your peers are trusted colleagues who you can open up to and who have your back your sponsors are individuals with influence at your current company your past company or maybe a company you want to go to who can help you increase your visibility and and expect uh, uh, maybe external industry leaders who can teach you and show you new ways to approach things. So you want to have this kind of support around you so that the times that you're like, ah, Enfa, Enfa, your mind is hot. 
and you know that no no these are people that you can follow you know that you know that kind of thing because you have support i think and i have to idea. add it to my sponsors <laughs> right <laughs> and and that is the idea of building right okay. um so the idea of building is think about it when you when you want to build or construct a house or build a house we have somebody who is an architect right an architect will have the drawing on paper so let's say you are the architect you have your life planned out on on paper on, on paper you know what you want you know how it want how you want it to span out you know how you want it to look like but you need the masons you need the logistics people you need the people who do all of those things to help the journey come and i mean become sorry the dream coming to become a reality so you don't want to do it alone you're building think about it as a, as a builder and if you're building you need all these people and all these tools to make sure that everything you're doing is in the right proportion the the building or the foundation you're, you're, you're putting up is not shaky but it's one that will make sure that whatever you're building on stays strong and that is why we have careers in the long time in those in that moment of planning you probably will do jobs part-time full-time and all those but in the long term there are things that you want to um you want all of it to culminate into you want it to reach somewhere and you're working towards it and you're bringing people roping people into your vision because you first of all understand it and you're able to say okay maybe this person is not adding to it can i seek help from another person you know but as much as you as you can you're able to learn as you move along so now you've been able to know who you are you've you have goals you found the support system then then as you're going along you want to be able to put action to it or you get some work done in the space or get people to even recognize who you are is when you're able to brand yourself and when we say branding please don't think so wild about colors and logos and everything what are the values that people will remember when they mention chris cooker or when they mention miss a miss b what is the one thing that people would know you for or the one thing the one work that if somebody wanted to do they'll have you in mind for that is why we wanted to share your journey that is why we wanted to share your stories and thankfully platforms allow you to do that linkedin allows you to um twitter will allow you to establish yourself as a thought leader in a specific field if you want to um you can find the community in facebook groups i mean look for the right groups and all of those so we want to make sure that you have established yourself in a certain light that if people were looking to find you or recommend you they know where to find details about you and it's not hard to know who Chris Koka is for example and that if you probably looked at Chris Koka's LinkedIn you know everything that he's done and you can appreciate uh, his journey you know so that is how like you're moving on and then you are um you're, you've branded yourself so that people can uh, people are able to um see see who you are and, and they can recommend you if they have to or if they want to pour into your journey because they know where you are in your journey then they can do that too and then please assume full responsibility of your life don't leave your life don't leave your life for people to um i mean to run i mean are you excited about what you do as a thing it's i mean if you're excited then please go on with it make sure that you understand um the things that you're getting into if it's a risk and things have happened and you have to pay for it find the strength i mean pray you can go through it i'm a christian so i advise pray you can go through it you know because times can be hard you know yeah. but essentially don't don't try to do it on your own you will just break down right. and like it's, it's, it's not also healthy so this brings me to my next um i think maybe uh, um, the last but one area mm-hmm. mentioned um challenges will come and you have to pray you need a support system do you want to share 
I know you're still young and still, I mean, your challenges are still coming, but mm-hmm. I mean, so far, what will you describe maybe certain areas or things that have happened as challenges within your career? Oh, right. So, okay, even with even before the career, you saw the part I mentioned about going to university and not getting getting the right um, the right input to the course that I was taking because I mean we didn't act properly, we didn't engage properly. All those were some of the hurdles on the way. But um, some of the others have been, you know how people, some of us are multi-potentialized, right? We can do many things and many things excite us. So how do you finally look for the place that you're excited about and be a part of? I was in communities and I was seeing how people were doing things and I was excited and I wanted to hop onto the next thing because I'm excited about it. But also from there, I was learning how people had um, just found things that they were passionate about and they were doing it. And that's how come I got to understand that the the fields you are in, be be it accounting, marketing, IT especially, is so vast and wide. And and first off, if you understand who, who you are and are able to move in that direction, things will stress you, but they'll not stress you as much. I mean, you imagine, so look at it. Would you rather go to work and come back really frustrated and not even get so much money or, or, or so much um, rewards at the end of your your your, your work? Or would you go um, to work, come back home probably stressed, but there's so many, it's so rewarding to you and your heart is fulfilled. If you are stressed, it's like how people will say, choose your stress or choose your choose your wow or choose your back aha choose your heart exactly you know <laughs> so the thing things are hard but choose your heart i mean there's some hearts that are hard hard there's some hearts that are hard but they're really fulfilling because you know that there's a goal at the end so some of the head up for me have been some of those things for people who are really excited about a lot of things but trying to just settle in and point pinpoint one thing and say okay this is it it, it doesn't it, it doesn't get easier but it, it could it, you could get some support to point in the right direction so that you can do things along the lines um, of, of your interests, along the lines of your interest, and then you are happy doing it. But me, I, like, I, I know that it's policy, but there are many parts of policy, technology, technology policy, there's digital policy, there is um, inclusion, policy for inclusion, there are those for um, connectivity and all those. So you want to just be in an area that you're excited about. And then another thing would be, even for most of us funding, most of us have wild dreams. And you're looking at, okay, who will fund this dream? Whose money exactly? You want to go back to tennis song and ask, so my father is not Dangote or Adeleke, but who? You know, that kind of thing. But that's why, thankfully, we have search engines. Um, we have platforms that we make, we, we, we are on, that we can make collab- collaborations or just keep, keep, like, keep searching or ask. You know, sometimes so, some things are there that we can benefit from. And because the, the, we don't have information, we are just seated and opportunities are flying over our head. That's what the Bible says, lack of, lack of knowledge my people perish. Like we have to seek it, like you have to find it. Find it and then um, that that's like some of the head of, it's not like I, I finished finding where to get all my opportunities from. I still need more of it. I mean, people can send me opportunities i can send you some you can exchange opportunities and all those but essentially those are some of the headaches and for young people nobody told us that adulting was hard so some of the days you wake up and your mind is racing like charlie why did i even grow up you know but those times um i don't know how some of you re- rejuvenate 
or like like find your energies again but me i just say i mean i wake up sometimes and i have to pray myself out of bed like i have to tell myself all the i am i am blessed i am rich i mean i have to i literally have to tell myself all that i am because whether stretch no it's hard you know that kind of thing and then sometimes you you just you just ask yourself so why exactly am i even what, what i mean maybe i can just quit i feel i feel those things at times you're like Oh my God! What exactly, exactly am I? But I think you have just uh, mentioned a point that just really stuck with me. Like building is a process. I feel most of us, um, we look at. I can look at Lily and like, oh my God, Lily is running her club. Lily is mm-hmm. doing this, but I forget that Lily didn't start today. Like the day I'm exactly. sitting here, Lily didn't start that day. It took a while, mm-hmm. right? So you're using so more like you are you are you are comparing. Um, yeah, you're behind. Like, you're behind the scenes with somebody's highlight reel. I mean, this is somebody exactly. showing you the nice part. Yeah, I'm not. I've not even bought my land, <laughs> but I'm exactly. looking at you that you have your foundation and your uh, how maybe uncompleted. You are now left like finishing. You're almost even done with your building. I feel that exactly. part where you said building is a process. I feel people mm-hmm. should take it away from this podcast. If you not take anything away, take the fact that building is a process. The fact exactly. that you are trying to build your career you have to consider that building takes time you need patience you need to be intentional about certain things you need to start from scratch the basics the architecture what do you mm-hmm. want your career to look like mm-hmm. your personality type what can you do the mm-hmm. coaching system the mentorship system like i tell mm-hmm. people I me mean, i have a lot of mentors i have a lot of coaches mm-hmm. i have a lot of peer mentors. yeah you reach yeah. out because everybody and where they can really help you grow mm-hmm. i think you have mm-hmm. really hit that like spot on so Lily, absolutely um, yeah for me i think i have the last but one question so what mm-hmm. would you say um let's see i know you are schooling right now in the state mm-hmm. and you have school in mm-hmm. Ghana. Mm-hmm. what would you say is like a typical like challenge or opportunity i, I mean comparing our educational systems which mm-hmm. would you say like provides like um a greater opportunity what will you say about the two educational systems so what is missing like i mean having experienced both worlds right what i think is missing really is opportunity like you know we have opportunities so but then there are opportunities i'll give you some examples i have a paid for zoom account i have access to linkedin learning. i have access to um even podcast studios to record i'm a podcaster too right so right. i have um yeah i have access to podcast studios in, in the school of music and also even design or oh, i have uh, access to premium illustrator and, and and like the adobe suite i have like access to all those because i'm a student here in the school imagine you can i don't know what those exist in ghana um you, <laughs> you don't know you I know, know. <laughs> no hold on i'm, I'm, I'm asking you for lego right i'm, I'm going to tell you because well, we studios. have sakai we have some proper learning systems and no but no you know any you mentioned there about your maybe exactly and then and then there's, there's, there's another part where um you have advice like everybody has advice i know people have advices or like projects uh supervisors for end of end of end of but then once you enter the school there's an advisor for you right that guides you on your journey i mean you can they can they can they are like this week actually spring break what that means is that it's one week of no learning no teaching so aside from being a student a graduate student too i'm also i also lecture so i have a class too that i teach so i have 36 students and this class is no teaching or, or learning and what is what it's it's meant to do is to make you catch up with things 
is missed. Can you imagine that? A whole week. It's called the spring break. For oh, you to we have week in Ghana. That re, the vision week, you, you that at the end of the week, right? This is in the middle of the semester. So you catch up. Let, let, let's not reach the end and then it should be too stressful for you. Ah, right. Okay. But you're coming to refresh your mind. And then there's the option for you that there are other opportunities where there are a lot of career and um career career and some career seminars and um career fairs. Companies are literally picking or or rich. Certain it is in Ghana that's also happening, but there's there's more room for improvement, right? And then there's also the option for people to really do things that they're excited about practically. You talk about the love that exists, the 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 setup that even the classrooms have, and all those. So it's 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 opportunities that they give to people, and just making the whole. whole education is already hard. Learning is already hard, you know. So how they make people settle in? And for them to be able to seize those opportunities, especially making them know that they exist, is what is important. Like everywhere you go, they'll, they'll remind you, do you know that you can do this? Or they'll send you periodic emails. Do you know that you can access this? When it comes to even funding, like money, people work on campus, you know, people work on campus. In, in Kenya, I think I knew only about two people who had jobs on campus and are like, oh my God, how did you do it? Right here, you can be a student and you're working in your HODs, like HOD's office or something. Like there, there's an opportunity for you even build for you to even build skills as you are moving on. Um for co-op, co-op is like um also like internships and all those. Like it they 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 make you mm-hmm. you are saying there are more opportunities out there. Key is, no matter what, like it, that's how it is opportunities in terms of like building your skills in terms of the environment to study and given all these breaks and pressure right you know so that's that's it no yeah that's it that's it so it's opportunities and then helping you to find opportunities to so that they make the opportunities available and they, they make you use opportunities to open other ones for you wow right so yeah. um lily i think this this is this is why oh but let me just add this yeah. before you go off so there can be opportunities if you don't tap into them they'll fly over your heads there are people here that <laughs> somebody who has never even been on a flight do better than because um they um try as much as possible to make use of the resources you have and as much as you can to be able to tap into the things that you think are important to you wow all right, so um, I think this this are uh, the opportunities, but if you don't take advantage of them, it's just pass by. But mm-hmm. um, what would you say as final, maybe final words to young people, all of us? Like we are all in this together, still navigating our career. Final words to us. All right, I'm just going to say that it takes time and it takes patience and a lot of hard work and 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 please do not do not seek to to be the superwoman or superman only on your own tap into people's strength people's support don't 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 be um don't entirely give your life to them to rule to rule or to to control but ask where necessary um seek for help because we 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 are actually um in, in a time in, in a time where it's so easy to get depressed. I mean, this is already tough. Don't make it tougher for yourself, right? So make sure that you're being patient with yourself. You know yourself. You're able to find the support you need. And as much as you can, keep going forward and you feel forward. Wow, keep going forward and you feel forward. I think I'll add um, last one to it. So I, I read this book, The Gap and the Game, right? 
and it uh-huh. talks about how whatever you are wherever you are in life um the gap in the game so the gap is if you are looking at yourself i want to be like lily i i want to get to google lily's just all focused and i want to get to google it can make her frustrated that's her goal but again is okay i started from like i moved from just having a degree to move from just being like just average and national service now I'm currently like executive director at Hack Lab. I have done TEDx speaking. I'm doing this. So if you look at the gain, it gives you like, okay, I'm on track. But it doesn't mean you focus on the gain too much and you forget what you want to achieve. So for me, I'll say whenever, when you're even doing your SWOT analysis, as Lily said, take your time and ask yourself, where are you right now? Where were you last year? And where do you want to be? In as much as you should still focus on where you want to be, be grateful for how far you have come. Look at the gain. Look at what you have achieved. You have a degree. That's fine. Your GPA has increased by 0.1. That's fine. Like, it's okay. Lily said, the building takes time. You have to be intentional about it. You have to be very patient, of which most of us don't have in this generation. Be patient. Take your time. So, Lily, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for, like, <laughs> giving us this, this, like, time and your time and everything. Giving us this episode telling us we should be patient, telling us all it takes as we are also preparing to build successful careers. So listeners, thank you once again. You can also subscribe to Lily's podcast. Lily, what's the name of your podcast? Point us on 10. And then, mm-hmm. yes, I'll have him also share uh, with us or with you all <laughs> when I have episodes out. Thank you all so right. much. Thank you to Mike Check. As you know, we are here to demystify. There are the three C's accelerated change, overwhelming complexity, and what? Tremendous competition. Shout outs to everybody who has been like really following this podcast. Today I'll mention all of you your names. Eh? You know yourselves now. Nah. Much love. Bye.